Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Aloha, welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. In today's episode, I'm talking about the trouble with caffeine, part two. And this we're going to be talking about um, number six through 10 that I have here for you. And the trouble with caffeine when you're anxious. Again, this is not for everybody in the world. And if but if you're listening to this, you may have trouble with caffeine, it may be a culprit that you could get rid of. And it may be something that make you feel really a lot better and powerful that you made the change and you feel that much better. So again, personal experience here, I gave it up. It was the best thing I could have done for my stress levels. And um, I hope that you will, you will do it too. Let's review real quick. The first five, I'll just read the kind of title of each one. And uh, you can go back and listen to episode um, 614 if you haven't heard the first five reasons to give up caffeine if you are anxious. The first one is caffeine increases stress hormones. The second one is that caffeine affects your neurotransmitter balance. Number three, caffeine causes sleep problems. Number four, Caffeine may wreak havoc on blood sugar, causing reactive hypoglycemia. Number five, caffeine can increase anxiety when taken with many medications. So let's get on here with number six. And I have caffeine is linked to mental disorders. Again, this is another thing I'm kind of surprised at, that people aren't guided immediately who are seeking mental health help, that they are not immediately taken off caffeine and sugar, but we'll stick with caffeine today. But it has been recognized for decades that the symptoms of too much caffeine are very similar to those of many psychiatric disorders. Some psychiatrists, and these are few and far between, but Some psychiatrists recommend that routine psychiatric assessments should include examining caffeine consumption, since removing caffeine can be more beneficial than adding an anti-anxiety drug. You know, if you are fortunate enough to have one of these enlightened psychiatrists, that is awesome. And I hope that their voice is being heard because this is so important. I know I see it in my own work. I am not a medical professional, but when I ask people if they take, if they'll take the caffeine out, they feel better. After you get past the withdrawal, you feel better without all those additional stress hormones raging through your body. Caffeine has been linked to mental disorders of all kinds, including anxiety, panic, depression, sleep, and eating disorders. That's a lot of reasons to let go of caffeine. The seventh one that I have for you is it's easy to overconsume caffeine. Now, I talked a little bit about this on the previous episode that after I had given up caffeine, 
and I went back to it, that I could really feel the effects of overconsumption of it. Like once you've been away from it, you're very sensitive to how it makes you feel. There's no missing the cues. And so it is not easy to overconsume when you are going back to it after having, you know, been off it for a while. But for people who have been drinking caffeine regularly, it's very easy to overconsume. You expect to find it in coffee and tea and chocolate and obviously the caffeinated sodas, but it is also hidden in a lot of other places such as prescription drugs, over-the-counter painkillers, energy drinks, vitamin waters, and even some vitamins and herbal supplements will have a caffeine element to them. So it's very important to check any uh, supplements and vitamins also that you're taking. And I've been reading those labels for many, many years, and it can actually be astonishing where caffeine can be found. So pay attention. Pay attention to what you're taking and if it has any caffeine in it, especially if you're really going to do the no caffeine thing. You're going to feel so much better for giving it up. You're going to feel so much better. So you don't want to have it sneaking in in some of these kind of hidden places. If you're on prescription drugs, you can ask your prescriber about that and uh, and watch those over-the-counter painkillers. A lot of them do have the caffeine because it really helps. It helps to increase the potency of the painkiller. And of course, energy drinks, we would know to watch there, but some of it is hidden in a lot of uh, kind of natural, healthy kind of items. So do be on the lookout because you could be getting it from places you didn't expect. Have you tried One Skin for your skincare routine yet? I love the simplicity of these products and the medical grade ingredients in them, not to mention how easily they fit into my skincare routine. The OS1 Face Moisturizer and OS1 Eye Cream make skin look visibly smoother and clearer and immediately feel softer and more hydrated. The secret is One Skin's proprietary OS1 peptide. It's the first ingredient proven to switch off the aging cells that cause lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin, and several studies back it up. So if you're tired of cycling through ineffective skincare trends and overcomplicated routines, then I'm so excited to share with you One Skin, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. OneSkin is the world's first longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ACP at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ACP. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Now back to our caffeine and our reasons for letting it go, for not hanging on with it anymore. Number eight is that caffeine robs your brain of essential nutrients. Caffeine excretes nutrients from your body 
some of which are particularly important for your brain health and your mood. Caffeine depletes magnesium. We've talked about magnesium here so much that you know that it is a mineral that has such a profound effect on your mental well-being. And if you want to know more about that, you could listen to Carolyn Dean's visit to the podcast on episode 182. Dr. Dean has definitely been the front runner on the magnesium and our well-being, so do check that out. As we have noted before, magnesium deficiency has been linked to anxiety, ADHD, aggression, bipolar disorder, panic attacks, and schizophrenia. Caffeine also takes down your B-complex vitamins, and those are the anti-stress vitamins. So if you're low on B vitamins, you're low on magnesium from drinking caffeine, wouldn't it seem like the best thing to do instead of adding more Bs and adding more magnesium to first let go of the caffeine? It just makes sense. We don't need to put band-aids on things. We need to actually heal the wound, not just keep covering it up. So, you know, add more B vitamins, add more magnesium, absolutely, but let go of the caffeine also. Number nine, caffeine might make your brain supplements useless. Here we go again, right? Sometimes we're taking things and they're not doing what we hope they're doing. And maybe it's because of the caffeine. You know the feeling of this when you're anxious, the blood flow to the brain is already reduced. And caffeine has been known to reduce it further. So if you're anxious, you're already shutting down some blood flow to the prefrontal cortex, that if you're in a panic attack, you know you can't think very straight. It's because your survival part of your brain is taking over. You don't need to be solving difficult problems. You need to get to safety. So already we're cutting down some blood flow to the brain. And then we drink caffeine and it further reduces blood flow to the brain. It has been known to do that. So letting go of the caffeine can be the equivalent of taking a brain supplement without having to buy anything extra. So give it a try. See if when you get over the hump of the difficult letting go of it, if you are not thinking better and more clearly. Number 10, caffeine withdrawal itself causes anxiety. And that's why I ask you if you're going to be going off the caffeine, like I'm suggesting that you do it slowly. If you have anxiety, caffeine has you trapped for a short time because not only does it make you feel anxious when you drink it, but it also makes you feel anxious when you quit drinking it. It's part of the withdrawal symptom. Withdrawal symptoms include anxiety as well as brain fog, depression, irritability, fatigue, insomnia, muscle aches, and nausea. And now I hated to say that because I don't want to deter you from giving it up, but I want you to be aware if giving up something that you're ingesting on a daily basis can cause you to feel 
anxious, have brain fog, depression, irritability, fatigue, insomnia, muscle aches, and nausea, it probably isn't a good thing for you to be taking, especially if you are anxious. But fortunately, the worst of caffeine withdrawal usually lasts only a few days, and you can significantly reduce the withdrawal symptoms and sensations by titrating off it slowly. Try cutting your regular brew or your caffeinated drink or um, your tea or, or chocolate in half. Cut it in half with a decaf version for, like I said last episode, do that for a week or maybe two, depending on how dependent you were on this caffeine. And then cut it in half again for another week or two, and then eventually let it go. And the withdrawal by going in that manner should be very mild, if at all. So again, we want to do it really slowly so that we don't cause ourselves more stress and anxiety and then that horrible list of of, uh, symptoms. But it does show us how potent it is and how deeply ingrained in us it is. And, you know, that's, it's the most used drug in the world. So it is a psychoactive drug. And the more that we can look at it that way, the better off we'll be. You know, I'm caffeine free right now, probably going to stay that way because when I, the last time that um, I went off, it was, it was uncomfortable. I had the headaches and I was caffeine free for, for 10 years. And then you know, I was feeling so much better. I had no more panic or anxiety and uh, went back to having it. And it's a sneaky devil, just like all kinds of substances like that are. Then next thing you know, you're having it all the time. So enjoy it here and there. If you enjoy it, let it be after you have cleared your anxiety and you're no longer being so stressed out that adding more is tipping you over the edge and causing you to have bodily symptoms and sensations. Maybe your heart palpitations or pounding heart or skip beats or whatever your symptom or sensation is will be gone by giving up caffeine. Wouldn't that be awesome? And I know that it's possible and I know the effects because people who finally do go off it report back to me that I was absolutely right. It made a big difference in their recovery. Now, it's not the only thing. If it were that simple, I certainly wouldn't have 600 and some odd podcast episodes for you to listen to. It's not that simple. But when there is a key item that is that important to our well-being, it does us well to pay attention to it. We want to pay attention to it and let it go for now. You can reassess in the future after you're done with anxiety. Maybe someday you'll have a, a cup of regular coffee and not think one way or the other about it. But until then, look at it as sipping on a stress hormone, because that's what it does. When you bring the caffeine in, your body releases those stress hormones 
and it's just like you had had a fight with somebody or had been cut off in traffic or got really bad news on the phone and your stress hormones went up. Those are things we can't control, but sipping on a caffeinated beverage is something that we can control. It will make you feel powerful to know that you did that yourself. Nobody can do it for you. So give it a try. Cut your caffeine in half and then cut it in half again and then be done with it and see if over time you aren't feeling better and having fewer physical symptoms. So much of what the stress hormones that are released from caffeine cause are physical symptoms. And remember, all of those uh, those wise uh, psychiatrists out there that are the wise ones that are saying everybody should be assessed for their caffeine intake before being offered drugs. This is awesome. Of course they should. We should always clean up what we can first before we take on into medication, which is a a, a tough line to, to tow. So let's do the, the thing that can help us really help us on our own first. I hope you'll do it. And I hope that if you are struggling with it, or if you are wanting to tell me your success story about it, that you do, you can send email to anxietycoachespodcast at gmail.com. And now for today's quote. Success is the sum of small efforts, repeated day in and day out. And that's from Robert Collier. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at the anxietycoachespodcast.com.